in a few days from now, actually on October 31st, running through November 12th, the COP26 will take place, the United Nations Climate Change Conference of 2021. A lot has been said, a lot is expected, a lot is hoped for. Every NGO, every organization, every foundation has been preaching their message. And um, there's a lot, a lot at stake, because uh, in practical terms, a lot of it has to be decided and enforced right on the spot. Or the planet is going to be facing very, very turbulent changes which will require larger amounts of funds to adapt and so forth. But, you know, <clears throat> there's so much out there that I thought, you know, what is it going to take for this COP26 to be successful? I mean, they were all very happy on the Paris Agreement, COP15, when they said, we need to agree that we're not going to go above 1.5 degrees above the pre-industrial era, right? And um, and that was really, um, that was considered a victory. I mean, how are we going to measure it now? I mean, because, uh, you know, 1.5 is has consequences. Two degrees has consequences. I mean, now we can watch the news pretty much any time this summer. And we had in Canada, I mean, in Canada, which people associate with sort of colder weather, people cooking up. All right, that was a bit of an exaggeration, but the heat was seriously giving concern to several uh, cities. The same for other parts of the world. We had also floods beyond the normal uh, usual habit, or the usual series of floods, heavy rains that just, you know, accumulated floods all over the place, whether you're on the Mediterranean, in Germany, um, or other parts of the world. And that's what we hear about. You know, then you have all the disasters, uh, being, being in Europe, we get less detail, but all the disasters happening in Africa. It's extremely chaotic. And the cost of attending to this, not only the direct implications, but the long-term consequences, the different migrations that will ensue, the limiting and the shortages of power, the shortages of food, all these matters are becoming more and more, more obvious to everyone. It used to be that, you know, a few of us said, no, we have to be doing this. But now it's, you know, everyone is involved. And just as everyone is involved, who is going to be your voice? I mean, who can we name? If we had to name three people at COP26 who are going to make this happen, who are we going to name? Because I, I still feel it's a bit vague. I mean, uh, the, the one name that does come up is Greta Thunberg. And uh, to my knowledge, uh, she doesn't go up there and put decisions in place and, and enforce them. She does great work. But my point is, it still is a bit blind as far as who is doing what from the outside in, right? Uh, a lot of things need to be done, yes. Exactly what, well, right? So it's all a bit vague. There's not a, a five-step plan run by, quote-unquote, Winston Churchill or Roosevelt. I'm not saying that those names have to come back. But there is not that strong leadership. Again, Thunberg, right? Greta Thunberg. And she will be quoted and voiced, and she is, by Fridays for Future. But who else is up there? I, I've seen 
some great NGOs, foundations, and so forth, voicing messages of going forward. I've seen principalities also going forward. And yet, you know, they can only do what they can do. Uh, at some point, I, the last one I heard was absolutely, um, I had been following him for a while. I think he does a great job and so forth. But I, uh, his message uh, brought in an extra layer, which was, he was, he actually did a lot. His name is Lewis, Lewis Pugh, by the way, uh, known as being a swimmer, attracting a lot of uh, eyeballs to his causes. And he's been swimming around the Arctic, melting ice and so forth. Quite the challenge. Um, and he brought together other continents. Uh, he brought together Africa and uh, the Russians to participate in this conversation, not just America and Europe. Uh, little did we know, we had forgotten. We had not involved everyone in the conversation. Uh, we're, and we're going to be facing more surprises like that. So the conversation and the narrative, just like the Ocean Literacy Group, uh, a detachment from UNESCO, if I uh, structured that right in my mind, the narrative is still being found, but there is only one direction, and that's forward. And forward would here mean that everybody has to start boiling down on exactly what the memo should be and the bullet points as to what needs to be done. So I'm thinking I should put together a sort of manifesto, seven points to save the planet. And um, I'll share that. And I'll, I'll see what feedback I can get from different people I've been talking to and interviewing. And um, just like when we talk about carbon credits, what a great idea. And yet, you know, there's lots of options out there which have led to even more conversations. Okay, well, I don't want to sound like a rambling or that this is a thumble, but I just wanted to raise that as much as I spend regularly time reading on COP26, listening to the different voices, the one thing which we do here is that in, in the back, in, in line of the IPCC report, the International Panel on Climate Change, the last report was extremely alarming and everybody needs to act. There is no five-step or six-step or seven-step plan as to what those acts need to be and be enforced. And just as Lewis Pugh mentioned in an interview recently, most of the leaders around the world are talking about their commitments for 2050. We don't have until 2050. Any decision has to be made in a race to be there before 2030. And one of the greatest examples I have seen is the city of Los Angeles with a clean tech um, accelerator, which I've saw, and they have set all their emission targets for 2025. That's the kind of inspiration I am looking for when I listen to the people at COP26. And I'm seriously hoping that they will feel pressured to come back and say, look, guys, 2030 is far away. 2025, this is what's going to happen. And we're all going to jump forward. Those who need help, we have two years to work it out. Well, let's see. In any case, going forwards, because there's a lot of doom and gloom, I'm going to be focusing on sharing here messages which are a little more upbeat chin up, the brighter future, so forth, whether it's through poetry of uh, Mr. Expert uh, Sea Shepherd himself, or happier stories, or the fun of the ocean. But that's what I'm going to be sharing here for the next few days. 
I'll leave the information, the hard-earned news and whatever else you want to call it, to the official channels that deliver that. And in the meanwhile, I'll be keeping people dreaming and looking forward to talk more about the ocean and the planet. Thank you very much for listening. Until the next recording.